Namaste. Today is our 19th episode and we are into the third discussion on Pratyahar. In the previous episode, we discussed the Indriyas, the Gyanendris and the Karmendris. In that discussion, we had referred to mind and intellect. That is, the mind receives the stimuli from the outer world through Gyanendris and then it orders the Karmendris to act. The mind may or may not refer to the intellect in doing so. This mind and intellect come under the second set of words which we are going to discuss today. So today we will discuss Antahkaran Chatushte, the second set of words which is important to understand Pratyahar. Antahkaran Chatushte. Antahkaran means the inner self or the inner being and chatushta means the group of four. This word antahkaran chatushta hence refers to the four elements of the inner self. And what are these four elements? Well, they are first man, which in English we can call mind. Second, chit, that is memory. Third, ahankar, that is ego. And fourth is buddhi, that is intellect. So, man, chit, ahankar and buddhi, the mind, memory, ego and the intellect, they are the four elements of the antahkaran chatushte. Let us discuss them one by one. First, the man. Man is the basic mind, the crude mind. It is the animal instinct, reflex and impulsive. This mind, unless trained, works without much thought of consequences. Second is chit or the memory. This deals with remembering and forgetting. This includes recent memory, short-term memory and long-term memory. It includes lessons remembered from the past. Even the sanskaras of the previous birth can be included in this term, chit. The third element is ahankar or the ego. This is the I factor. This relates self as body. Body is more important for ahankara or the ego. The me, mine, I is important relative to every other being. Anger, irritability, sadness, frustration, all are related to ahankar. These three elements the manchit and the ahankar can be summed up together loosely as gross mind. They work together and they work just at a level above the indriyas, that is controlling the sense organs and organ of action. This level of antahkaran has craving for new 
and pleasant sensations. This level is related to emotions, anger, frustration, mood swings, that is the psychological processes. These three together can be better explained by the word Vivekanand used. He used the word monkey mind to explain these three elements of Antahkaran Chatushte, the Man, Chit and the Ahankar. The vagabond, impulsive, monkey mind. This level of Antahkaran has to be disciplined, trained, refined, controlled and kept in check. Training and discipline of this monkey mind helps to differentiate human behavior from other animals' behavior. So, this was the first three elements of the Antahkaran Chatushte, which together are called the monkey mind. Now, let us discuss the fourth element, that is the buddhi. Buddhi or the intellect, this is supposed to be specific to human being. Intelligence is the capacity to reason. This buddhi, the intellect, it functions at the uppermost level of the Antahkaran Chatushte. Intellect helps to ponder over the information which is received from the sense organs through the mind and it assesses those informations, analyzes them, plans the reaction after weighing the pros and cons, integrates reasons before allowing the mind to let the motor organs of the karmendris to react. If the person uses his intellect to control the mind and to direct the indriyas, then the person is supposed to be stable and wise when he uses his intellect to control his sense organs, the motor organs, through the mind, then the person becomes happy and he is able to lead a very peaceful life. Now, let us sum it up. We have understood the Indriyas, the Gyanendris and the Karmendris and we have understood the Antahkaran Chatushte, the two parts of Antahkaran Chatushte. First, the monkey mind consisting of Man, Chit and Ahankar and the second part of Antahkaran Chatushte that is the intellect or the buddhi. We can easily understand that these Indriyas, the monkey mind and the intellect, they operate at three levels, like three steps of a ladder. Indriyas are the first stage of the ladder. They work as the mind orders them to do. Monkey mind, including the man, chit and ahankar is the second step of the ladder. It receives the stimuli and then directs the karmendris to act. And then the third step of the latter is intellect. If the mind wants, it can take help of the intellect to analyze the stimuli, all the messages and the doings of the world. The intellect can analyze and refer to the knowledge stored by experience, 
study and with proper thinking of the consequences and the result, the intellect then suggests the mind, the action to be taken. The mind may take the suggestions into consideration and direct the karmendris to act likewise or the mind may not take help of the intellect and order the karmendris. The mind can order on its own reflexively and impulsively too. You remember the childhood days our parents used to tell us to count 10 before reacting. By the time we counted 10, our impulsive mind was restrained. This time helps the intellect to reason and suggest the mind an action for which we will not repent later. Letting our intellect govern our mind is key to become a stable, wise person who is successful and happy. Now, there is a very beautiful pictorial explanation of relation between Indriyas, monkey mind and buddhi. Picture a chariot. A chariot that is run by 10 horses. The horses are reined and they are directed to move by the reins. These reins are in the hand of the coachman. The coachman pulls the reins and accordingly the horses move. In the chariot is sitting the owner of the chariot or the boss of the chariot that is the charioteer. Now if the coachman controlling the reins of the horses is controlling the reins then the horses will move properly in a proper direction synchronizing their actions and the charioteer will enjoy a peaceful journey. But if the coachman is not controlling the reins then the horses will move randomly. They will never move in synchronization and the charioteer will never reach his destination. Rather, the chariot will be destroyed in the turbulent journey. So, the coachman is very important. Coachman controls the reins, then only the horses will be running properly and then only the chariot will be able to reach the destination which is planned for the charioteer. Use this metaphor to understand the working of the Indriyas and the Antahkaran Chatushte in the human being. Consider our body to be a chariot. Chariot is our body and the ten horses are the Indriyas, five Gyanendris and five Karmendris. The reins of the horses are our monkey mind. The Man, Chit and the Ahankar, they are the reins of the horses. And the coachman who should be controlling the reins is the intellect. 
and who is the charioteer our true self the inner self or the atman is the charioteer which is riding in the chariot okay now when the reins meaning the mind is controlled by the intellect that is the coachman or the sarathi then the horses meaning the indriyas move and work in a proper coordinated and disciplined manner the chariot meaning the body will function properly and smoothly obviously the boss or the lord of the chariot the atman will enjoy a happy journey the journey of life becomes enjoyable and pleasurable if the reins are properly in control of the coachman understood easy and simple now we apply this knowledge of indriyas and antahkaran chatushte to understand the third set of words that is the panch may kosh panch may kosh so our next discussion will be panch may kosh once we understand panch may kosh the pratyahar the meaning of pratyahar will become crystal clear to us so till our next episode om thank you